0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. K the talk of Las Vegas. Lady And your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. Yeah, I've stolen the microphone here and taken over k Don for the Mark Hoke Show. This is an AEW weekend, to say the least, here on our station. We are very excited. We've got some terrific interviews set up all weekend long. We're going to be doing, believe it or not, two shows tonight. One, of course, right now here on KDWN. 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. And then we're going to be back at 10 PM tonight. So get a double dip of the Mark Hoke show on Saturday. I think the first time we've pulled this stunt. Of course, you heard about my tag team partners. In case you haven't heard the show before. Uh, Joe DeFalco of Future Stars of Wrestling little tied up tonight because of course he runs the future stars of wrestling promotion here in Las Vegas. He has had a lot going on. So we'll be missing Joe and fish is working tonight, but Andrew fish will be with us tomorrow morning at our usual time, which is Sunday 8 a.m. Eastern time. So we hope you join us there, but do want to give you a little, a little plug for Joe real quick. He has a, his let it ride card tomorrow. Uh, That is going to be at the FSW Arena at 6035 Harrison Avenue, suite number 5 down there. If you want to go check it out, starting at noon, so you you can hit that before you head over to Double or Nothing tomorrow at the T-Mobile Arena. A lot of great talent on that card, so I would highly suggest, if you haven't gone to an FSW card, head on over there to check it out. You can still get tickets. Uh, Just go to fswvegas.com. And by the way, if you're interested in becoming a pro wrestler, Joe does a little training over there, too, so make sure you check that out at FSWVegas.com. Of course, AEW All Elite Wrestling has invaded Las Vegas this week. The Double or Nothing pay-per-view tomorrow. Of course, the the main broadcast starts at 5, kickoff show. I believe we're starting at 4 o'clock. And we have a a very fun kickoff match that's going to be getting that thing rolling the debut of Hookhausen. That's right, Hook and Dan Housen, Be careful if you're sitting ringside. He may curse you. Are going to be taking on Tony Nice and smart Mark Sterling, the manager, lawyer, whatever role he decides to take. So that'll be an interesting little kickoff for AEW tomorrow. Of course, the main event is Hangman Adam Page defending the World Championship against CM Punk. Got a little heat at Dynamite this week. That was an interesting promo that happened. And in the second half of the show, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more. I think what we're going to try and do tonight is have our interviews and our interview and then go through some of the news of the day and hit Dynamite and then we'll deal with Rampage and some more news on the second show tonight at 10. Of course, coming up here in just a second, we're going to hear from the AEW Women's World Champion, Thunder Rosa as she will be defending her title against Serena Deeb here at Double or Nothing. And then at 10 p.m., Platinum, Max Caster of the Acclaimed. That's right. You're going to get to hear from him on our later show today. And then tomorrow, it is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. You'll get to hear from him on our regular time at 8 a.m. And then, of course, we're going to replay that for you at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. So all the wrestling you could want here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. It's going to be a terrific weekend. And by the way, I want to thank Platinum Max Caster for giving me a little invite to come out and see him perform last night at the Nerd. A lot of the AEW gang showed up. I had a great time out there. And I got to say, Platinum Max, pretty solid behind the mic. Very good job. Uh, enjoyed the show. So, you know, so definitely check out uh, all of Max's work. I think he says he's got a new album coming out. So, follow him on Twitter, Platinum Max and find out everything that's going on with him. But uh, thanks to Max for having me be a guest out there last night at the Nerd. All right, so without further ado, what do you say we get into it? As I know everybody's been waiting to hear this one on the Mark Hoke show. The AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa, as she gets ready to defend that title and talking about a lot of stuff, the road to her career and so on. So let's uh, hear that interview from the champ right now. All right. And we are very excited for this guest on the Mark Hoke show. She needs no introduction among wrestling fans as she is currently the AEW Women's World Champion, taking the title off Dr. Britt Baker DMD on March 16th in her adopted town of hometown of San Antonio. And she and Baker's unsanctioned Lights Out match in 2021 won the prestigious Pro Wrestling Illustrated Match of the Year Award, uh, becoming only the second women's match in nearly the four-decade history of the award. To claim that honor, she will be defending her title against Serena Deeb at AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view here in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena on Sunday, May 29th. So let's bring in the champ. Here is Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, how are you?
1: I'm great. That's such, such a. I, I just like long well, high She has. She doesn't need to be introduced to the family. You just get a nice introduction. And I'm like, oh, thank you.
0: Well, you deserve it. You're the champ. Come on.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> I just. I just like to be humble
0: sometimes. <laughs> has it sunk in yet? I mean, I know it's been a. It's been a couple of months, but. Uh, I mean, what's it like? I mean, you've been, you've had such an amazing road to get to this point in your career. I mean, how do you feel to being the women's world champion now?
1: It feels great because it's, uh, it's a way to, uh, having the championship is a way to show that hard work pays off. But the most important part is when you are on top, you have to keep working hard to keep that, right? And to me, that's very, very important. And I take that like, to heart. Uh, so I'm very excited that uh, I am the face of the women's division at AEW, and and I am super excited because finally Sunday at Double or Nothing I will get to defend my my championship again.
0: And you know the the road that you took to get here, you have been through so many independent promotions uh, over to Japan. Uh, take us when you think about that long journey to get to AEW and then, you know, to have a match of the year and then to win the title. You know, what are some of the, the greatest memories that you have of getting to that point?
1: I think I will say all the friendships I made and all the travels I, I've i been able to go through. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, like, all those people that helped me along the way. And, um, and the fact that they continue to support me until now when I'm on top, it's so important to me because that's, uh, again, it's been a, a community effort to be, where I, to be able to accomplish
0: it. Now, you did some time in stardom, and I wanted to ask you about that because a lot of American wrestling fans don't know about that promotion, but it is Japan's top all-women's promotion. What's the difference between wrestling and an American promotion wrestling over there?
1: Um. Well, you are... Uh, when I went there, it's like literally you are booked to wrestle and you're not, you don't really have to worry about like, oh my God, I have to get the booking. I have to go this booking on the weekend, because you're not independent. You are like contrasted to be at that company, and that company only. Um, it is rough as, as a international wrestler to go to a new country because they have, you know, their, their traits are different. The language is different. Uh, the way that they, uh, structure their matches is different. So you have to learn as you go.
0: And, you know, I think that one other thing that's, that's really struck me about how you got to where you did, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, you had a, a normal career, you were a social worker, you have a, a college degree and, you know, the decision eventually got made to go for it and do this full time. And for people out there that, you know, and I think people, everybody out there struggles with that decision a little bit sometimes when they, they see an opportunity, but it's, boy, I'll tell you, you're taking a big chance. What was that like to, to finally pull the trigger and say, this is it, this is my dream. I'm going for it. And, you know, leave everything behind at least for a while.
1: I think uh the main thing that will stop us, and I can tell you about myself too, it was a fear of the unknown fear of like not having like, health insurance, of not having a steady paycheck, knowing that you have to work harder than when you worked before to like, uh, Make uh, your, your financial your financial your um, financial. I was very blessed that I was very supported by my husband, and he's, you know, been a great support in my whole entire career. So that kind of alleviated one, some of those doubts. And um, and like I said, at first I was afraid of what was going to happen, but knowing that I was going to be okay, and knowing that that was the only chance I will have, trouble forever. Fear was the one thing that stopped me for a while before I made the decision to jump chip and say, you know, it's I'm ready. Um, I've been really blessed that I have a husband that has been very supportive. So I didn't feel that I was going to be completely like left. Uh, I had to like hustle harder, find other ways to really, really, really make, make a name for myself because I didn't have a big company supporting me. And that's what happens a lot of the times when you're in your regular job and you want to do something that really drives your heart is like the fear of failing. But if you don't fail, and if you don't take the chance, then you never—you can't never say that you live, right? So for me, that was the main thing. I wanted to say I did it, and if I fail, I fail, and if not, I'll try again. But for me, that was like one chance that I had, and that was the only chance I had.
0: And I think that's one thing that really comes through when people see you on AEW is just the passion that you have for the business and what you're doing when you're in the ring. it It really does... Come out, and it's it's really exciting to see that uh, from somebody. You know, because a lot of times people are going through the motions and so on. But there, there's just something I think a little extra about you and an extra spark when you're doing your job. That, and you know, why do you think that is? It comes through so strongly
1: because everybody doubted me that I could be a professional wrestler because I'm 35 years old. And when I started, I was 28. You know, I'm like not your stereotypical a young girl from, like, I don't know, from the 90s now, and, like, now how they're, like, booking them in many places, right? Uh, So, to me, that was a a, a driving force to shut everybody up and, like, just to show myself that I I can be able to do anything I want if I put my mind into it. It It's just like coming into this country. Like, everything was against me. I didn't speak English. Uh, I didn't have... I wasn't a citizen. Um, You know, I came from a low-income family. And the odds were against me on everything, like everything in life. But I'd been a fighter my whole entire life. And this is like, again, it was just like that transition. It was an easy transition for me to be like, oh, okay, so everybody thinks that I'm going to fail and I'm going to suck. Well, I'm going to show them the full opposite, right? And I was like, oh, I actually can do it. And I'm very successful at it. So that's that's why I'm like, when you see me in the ring, is like, that's where I have completely control over everything. And I feel very, very powerful, and I want to show that to everybody that is watching. How, I am powerful and that I can do this, no matter what, no matter what the odds are.
0: Yeah, and it, it's definitely shown. I, how difficult is it to, to have a family and do this uh, from a, a mother's side of things? Uh, I'm a single father myself, so I know... You know, it's it. It can be tricky just having a career, period. But doing what you're doing, you know, you're you know, you have a, a apparently a great husband. But what is that like to have a young child and and be a pro wrestler?
1: It's hard, man. It's it's hard. Like I feel like now, uh, every time I leave, my son is it's about to be 17, but he's very very close to me. um He gets very sad when I. Leave. He's very like he likes to hang out with mom. I mean, we we are wrestle together now. That's the only cool thing that I making is when I wrestle and i text texting with them. Um, so, it, and it is hard because when I go to sleep, I feel like I, I, I got work to do when I get home, right? So it's like you have to find that like, balance in where, okay, I have to make time for, for my kids so we can hang out and do things that is not me telling him to clean his room or to take a shower, right? But, um, but it's not impossible. I, I'm just glad that my, and my son, is he can take care of himself. But I still, it's like I want to be a, a present mother. Like, I text him, him all the time. We're always, like, you know, sending each other messages all the time. I try to call him as much as possible just to check on him. And um, and just, again, just showing him that he needs to work. He needs to put in the work if he wants to do something in
0: life. Well, it sounds like he's got a pretty good role model, to say the least. So, And, of course, uh, we're on with Thunder Rosa, the AEW women's world champion who's going to be defending her title at Double or Nothing coming up here in Las Vegas on Sunday the 29th and uh, is going to be facing off with Serena Deeb and I think one thing that people don't really know that much is that you were the NWA women's champion and you lost that title to Serena Deeb so you're very familiar with being in the ring with her what is it like wrestling with Serena Deeb? I don't
1: know man it's just like She's a, uh, I will have to say she's one of those, those, those uh, opponents that you have and like, they kind of like know everything you do, even before you step in the ring, even from moment one when we face each other. Um, it, it's very hard to explain. I don't know. I don't, it's like, I'm like, right now I'm like thinking and not like, regretting. It is hard to explain. That's why that makes them so challenging because how are you going to surprise them if they know everything already?
0: Yeah. I've, I think she's very underrated in terms of the, the whole scope of women's wrestling. And she is just, it just seems like she always has an answer for everything. And that, that, that makes it an interesting night for whoever's taking her on. That is for sure. So I, you know, you're definitely going to have a great match. So I'm I'm looking forward to it.
1: I mean, it is going to be a great match. That's for sure. Um, and like, uh, I, I know for, for a fact that uh, she feels, like you were saying, she feels unappreciated, and she feels like her whole entire career, as you said, that she's been a talented hands <clears throat> I don't see her as a talented hands I see her as another, as another opponent that I have to make a statement to make sure and to let people know, why am I the headhunter, la mera mera of the AEW Women's Division? Why am I the face of AEW Women's Division?
0: Well, and I think one thing that has come up recently for you is getting that respect. Uh, and I remember I read an article a while back when you and Dr. Britt Baker had that match, that one match of the year that you felt like you didn't get the respect in that match that you deserved. Uh, has that feeling faded away a little bit now that uh, you, you won the honor and you know, now you're the champion? Or do you still feel that way a little bit about that match?
1: I think... Um um, that's a great question, and I, you know, I had so much to say about that. Go ahead. But um, I think I know what I'm doing, you know, and I and I think I know who I am. I know I work really hard for where I am. Um, that I continue to work hard. That I continue. To, I continue to pave the way for other women that will come after me. Um, if again they're respect fine if, if not I'm going to earn it in the ring so I've said it this before to other people that have criticized me and to criticize some other people that have been in the ring with me it's like I dare anybody to take a risk like I was telling you earlier and to try to do something that will change your life completely and be successful at it to be on top that way that I am obviously because I work hard because I don't give up If people don't want to respect that, fine, I don't care. But they're going to respect
0: is what they're going to see on Sunday. Well, take us back to March 16th of this year, the the night that you defeated Britt Baker in that cage to win that championship. The match is over. You're walking out with the belt. What's going through your mind as you're heading back in the locker room and kind of wrapping up the evening? Besides
1: being like with this adrenaline pump and not knowing what just happened. Um, I don't know. It was like one of the most beautiful feelings I felt in a a long, long time. Like seeing my, seeing my, uh, my family, my son, my sister, my father, my husband, some of the closest people I've been in, in this journey for years. And like, they embracing me when I'm like completely flooded and like, I can barely walk. It meant a lot because, uh, there's nothing really happened to people like me, and knowing that I, like, I'm the first of my kind, like, you know, female Mexican-born, everything else, it it is very special. And I, like I said, uh, uh, the baby face attack and the uh, UFC former champion, he said it really well, he's like, you guys can take the strip away from me, but like, what you're not gonna take away from me is the fact that I'm gonna to continue to work really hard to make a difference because it's the only thing I can do, because there's nobody like me. There hasn't been nobody like me, and I will continue to do that until the day I retire.
0: So where do you go from here? Let's assume you defeat Serena Deeb uh, coming up. What's What other goals do you want to accomplish in professional wrestling before you decide to hang it up?
1: Well, I definitely want to be a, a fighting champion at AEW. I would like to, um, if, if there's a possibility in the future, to... Uh, directing the videos, directing things like that. I want to get more educated on that. Um, AEW, uh, it fosters such a, a place for us to be creative, for us to ask questions for different people in the company. And that's definitely one of the things that I would like to do. Um, once I have more time and retired. I would like to go back and uh, coach women and men. I think that is very important to like, pass along the, the knowledge that I have earned in the last couple years. And um, and I think it's just, you know, do other stuff uh, outside uh, of the ring that will, you know, influence positively to other generations of, you know, Latinas and, and women just in general about, you know, the feeling empowered power about their life and their future.
0: And then, then as with the AEW women's division as a whole... It is continuing to improve. You've got some terrific athletes in there, and a lot are still learning in there too. And then you have somebody like Jay Cargill who's coming in, and you've got yourself and Britt Baker and Nala Rose and a lot of talented athletes there. Where do you see the AEW women's division going at this point?
1: I don't know. I think them will just tell, and uh, hopefully, uh, it is it is going to be stronger than what it is now. And um, and I want to be part of it. I want to. I'm, I'm going to be there all the way, and um, I just want to share with the world all the knowledge and everything that I have learned in the last eight years, and uh, I'm here to learn, and I'm here to, like, you know, just to make anything better as, as much as possible.
0: Well, I, I know you've been doing that, and you have been one of the leaders in the AEW women's division, and i tell you what, this is going to be a fantastic match. I can't wait to see it with you and Serena Deeb coming up on Sunday at Double or Nothing. And I got to tell you what, if, you, if you've if you been listening to this and you're not rooting for Thunder Rosa to win this match, you don't have a heart. You know, a terrific person and, uh, you know, an amazing story. Thunder Rosa, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen on Sunday. It should be a terrific night. And it will be. Thank you so much. Hey, you got it. Thanks for coming on the show. We do appreciate it. All right, so there you go. Thunder Rosa, the AEW Women's World Champion. We'll be stepping through those ropes at T-Mobile Arena for the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view coming up on Sunday. Of course, uh, they may be able to get some resale tickets on Ticketmaster and so on, but of course, if not, you can watch it on pay-per-view. All your favorite pay-per-view outlets and, of course, Bleacher Report, uh, kind of their main one that AEW uses. So you can check out everything that's going to be going on at Double or Nothing. Uh, 12 matches, I believe it is, coming up on Sunday. It is going to be a sensational evening for AEW and wrestling in Las Vegas. So if you haven't seen AEW, this would be a pretty good time to do it. I I really believe this is going to be an outstanding pay-per-view. And I think that Thunder Rosa Serena D match is probably going to be one of the better ones on the card. So would highly recommend you check it out. And of course, right now, betting favorites. And yes, if you don't know, you can bet on wrestling. Not here in Vegas, unfortunately, but overseas. She is one of the huge favorites coming up on Sunday at the moment minus fifteen hundred, so you can get a couple pennies if you throw a dollar down. Uh, but Serena Deeb is a plus six hundred. Pretty interesting that the, she is such a massive favorite in this match. But of course, you know she is the champ, and she is a very talented wrestler. who's come a long way in her career. And we look forward to seeing what's going to happen there and with everything on Double or Nothing. Speaking of which, when we come back, we're going to be talking more about everything that's been going on in the a great dynamite show from Wednesday night and a whole lot of other stuff happening here in Vegas. And a little bit of controversy at the AEW Fan Fest Rutro. And of course, you probably know who's behind it if you follow EW at all. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back for the second half of the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around. More to come here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hope Show and download our podcasts at markhopeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hope Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, Don, The Talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Yeah, that's right. It's me. I get behind the glass for shows here at KDWN, and then I, well, actually, I'm stuck behind the glass again tonight. But that's okay. You know what? Someday I'll get out of this booth. But I'm definitely going to be getting out of the booth for double or nothing coming up on Sunday at. 5 p.m. Pacific time here in Las Vegas and heading down to that T-Mobile Arena. A massive card. And actually, I about, apologize. 13 matches at this event. So it is going to be a crazy wild night. A ton of terrific wrestling. And, of course, you can also watch it on your favorite pay-per-view outlets as well. So make sure you check out AEW Double or Nothing. And once again, I want to thank Thunder Rosa, who, by the way, landed a little gig for herself. Apparently she's going to be doing an hour of uh, Busted Open Radio on Fridays. So congratulations to her. Multi-talented lady. You It know, doesn't hurt when you win a world championship. All the extra stuff that comes along with it. And it has been a pretty wild week here with AEW in town. A lot happening. But, of course, Wednesday night, we had Dynamite, Friday Night Rampage, the pay-per-view on Sunday. And AEW's been doing a lot of other stuff. Like I said, I got to attend that uh, fun event with Max Castor doing his rapping, and a lot of the AEW superstars showed up to lend in a little bit of fun. It was quite interesting. I got to meet John Silver, great dude. So that was a lot of fun for me because I am a huge fan of Johnny Hungy. So that was quite the blast. Uh, of course, they... Also had a little karaoke after Rampage on Friday. Did a charity event, and they did it for the Las Vegas Rescue Mission, too. So kept the money at home. Daniel Bryan came out and made the announcement at the end of Rampage that uh, they were hosting that at the MGM. Looks like everybody had a pretty good time. Some good singing, good singing, some bad singing, and, well, we'll just hope that cats are okay that we're outside the MGM. But it was a, a great time there. Uh, AW Fan Fest took place today as well. And mostly everybody had a good time, but unfortunately we did have one person, no show. And that of course was MJF Maxwell, Jacob Friedman who is facing Wardlow tomorrow and no one could reach him by phone. Apparently this was not a work and they have had apparently been having some issues backstage in terms of his contract. He hasn't been happy. He really in my opinion, is the number one heel in AEW. And if you were at Dynamite on Wednesday night, you heard that. Uh, that was incredibly loud over the Miklo Arena over at Mandalay Bay. But wow. Uh, just uh, the people just love to boo that guy. But unfortunately, once again, uh, no showed, and that news came in. Uh, a little bit earlier in the afternoon, and um, let me just pull the story here. There we go. Uh us see, I believe PW Insider broke it and also on WrestlingNews.co that security told fans at today's Double or Nothing Fan Fest that MJF was not answering his phone. Fans and attendees were offered a spot in a dis- different wrestler line and some received refunds. Uh, PW Insider reports that the promotion was not able to get in contact with him. A fan on Twitter claimed that she saw him in a casino. So, wow, uh, MJF taking it to the extreme here. No showing at today's AEW Fan Fest. Not sure I like that too much. You know, if you're supposed to be doing something, you do it. Of course, we had this controversy a week or week and a half ago ish with. Sasha Banks and Naomi in WWE walking out of a Raw broadcast. And, boy, this, uh, I don't know, somebody may have to have a talk. But, of course, you always wonder if it's a work. But, of course, with something like a fan fest, you really don't want to let the fans down. And uh, this is certainly going to be an issue going forward. And, unfortunately, what could be a huge night for Wardlow Maybe getting overshadowed a little bit by MJF skipping this fan fest, but we'll see where all this goes. Of course, MJF has been very vocal about wanting to explore his options when the contract's up. He hasn't been happy. He wants to get a raise. Kind of surprised Tony hasn't done yet because, to be honest with you, I'd lock this guy up. But we'll, we'll see how this progresses as time goes by, but... Maybe a few more people maybe rooting for MJF to get mauled by Wardlow tomorrow <laughs> in more ways than one. So we'll see how that story turns out. And apparently Samoa Joe missed today's Fan Fest as well. But that was a communication issue that got cleared up. But, uh, yeah, so we missed Samoa Joe and MJF. But, wow, what an uh, interesting story and uh, MJF playing some contract games here. So we'll see how that turns out. And, of course, you are listening to the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 a.m. Normally we are on Sundays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m. Eastern time. But because of AEW Weekend and all the great content we got uh, from AEW, we are doing all these extra shows. Believe it or not, we're going to have the Trojan Football Report coming up as usual time at 9 o'clock. And then I'm taking the mic again at 10 o'clock And we're going to be hearing from Platinum Max Caster of the Acclaimed Tag Team, one of the great young tag teams in AEW. Of course, you'll hear Mr. Caster counter that just a little bit and take it another level. But we'll save that. It was a a fun interview to do with Platinum Max Caster. So looking forward to that. And, of course, on Sunday, we are really excited, truly excited, to hear from the WWE Hall of Famer. He is the world's strongest man Mark Henry has joined us, and we're going to hear from him on our show on Sunday at 8 a.m., and then we're going to replay it for you at 11 a.m. That is Pacific time, so tune on in. We'd love to hear you, and I know Fish is going to be Andrew Fishfane, one of our co-hosts. will be back in the co-pilot seat for that one, so we'll look forward to having Fish in there, and I'm sure we'll be breaking down the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view like I said a lot of terrific matches and some interesting points for some some of the wrestlers here and where they're going to be headed coming out of this pay per view. It is going to be something else to say the least. But let's take a look at what happened on Dynamite. As I got to tell you, being there, terrific show, and I you know I've thir- I I got to say I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, started off the night, of course, with that steel cage match. Wardlow taking on Sean Spears, of course, MJF's best buddy. MJF was the guest referee and actually pulled out the Shawn Michaels spandex shorts to guest ref this thing. Was a little surprised. Of course, MJF was the referee, so of course we had to find a way to get him out of the way. He took an unprotected chair shot to the head. And everybody has really been staying away from those to say the least because of course a lot of issues about concussions and so on so was a little surprised to see that one go down but uh, Wardlow clocked him pretty well and Wardlow ended up winning that match but it might have been the loudest I heard the uh, the arena that night for those two guys and Wardlow is way over my god everybody wants this guy to succeed and I did see an article today comparing him to Batista. And I I would say that that's a pretty fair career trajectory to put him uh, up against. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night with those two. But Wardlow having a great match with Sean Spears to take that one down. And then there was a really interesting confrontation as Hangman Adam Page, who is the AEW World Champion, is defending against CM Punk. Of course, a lot of you that follow wrestling Knew him from his WWE days, and of course he came back to came back to wrestle for AEW a little while ago, and they are facing off in the main event for that title. But I gotta say, this promo seemed to get a little bit personal. Uh, Paige insisting that he is actually defending AEW from CM Punk. And Punk coming back with a comment about how he was the one that paved the way and Adam Page wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for him. And Punk was getting booed pretty hard on a lot of this stuff. And he certainly got his cheers when he comes in. But it was, it was a very strange audience reaction as this promo went on because as you've been seeing uh, on some of the other shows for AEW, that you know, Punk was getting really heavily cheered and, they were setting Page up as the heel or the bad guy in this thing, but the tide has been shifting on that a little bit. And I can tell you, being around a lot of the E.W. fans, uh, you'll, for example, Justin Roberts, the ring announcer at both of the broadcasts, would say, "Well, who are you rooting for, Punk or Page?" And the cheers were pretty even. And I can tell you that last night, they Max Castor did the same thing, and it was pretty deadlocked as well. So, Hangman Adam Page is. Getting some sympathy from the audience on this, and it really—and it could be setting up a CM Punk heel turn. We'll find out. This is uh, getting to be a very tricky spot for the Punkster, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, a melee then took place as the Private Party tag team took on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, and of course, uh, Moxley and Kingston are involved in that ten-man match. Where all hell is going to break loose between the Jericho Appreciation Society, as they will be facing off with uh, Moxley, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and the Black and uh, Brian Danielson. So that one is going to be uh, a wild one. Of course, that just ended up in a nightmarish brawl. But uh, overall, a good match uh, between the two teams. Uh, Private Party got uh, got some work good work in, but. A nice win for Eddie Kingston and John Moxley as mayhem just ensued the whole match. Just kind of the way things are going with those two. So we'll find out how that uh, 10-man match ends up on Sunday. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships defended. Of course, if you didn't know, uh, AEW's Tony Khan, the owner, bought Ring of Honor. So he has been... Kind of sneaking the the titles in on AEW broadcasting until they get things worked out to separate the promotions. But my favorite tag team FTR took on Roppongi Vice, uh, Ricky Romero and Trent Beretta, who have been very successful in Japan and Ring of Honor. But they faced off for those Ring of Honor titles. FTR did pull out the win, but they everybody got clobbered by Jeff Cobb and Great O' Khan from Japan. Of course, they are doing the Forbidden Door pay-per-view in June where they're going to be working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a little bit of a promotion for that, but a wild finish there. Unfortunately, I did see somebody, by the way, on Twitter who, and I, I don't want to say the, the handle, don't want to embarrass anybody, but they said, oh, yeah, we met uh, uh, We met Samoa Joe, and, and and it was Jeff Cobb. So... <laughs> It happens. It's all good. Uh, we had a three-way match that is promoting the Tag Team Championship match for AEW Double or Nothing. Jungle Boy took on Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks, a terrific match with Swerve Strickland coming out on top as this kind of sets up the uh, three-way match for the AEW Tag Team titles. where We're going to see Ju- uh, excuse me, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus taking on Team Taz, which is Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, the two young superstars. And they will face Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for those titles. And honestly, I think a lot of people are not sure which way this one's going to go. But I can tell you that through a a lot of crowd participation things that I saw, a lot of people want Team Taz to win this thing. We'll see where it turns out. Uh, Of course, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have been solidly defending those titles for a while, and we'll find out if they're going to hold on at Double or Nothing coming up on Sunday. So looking forward to that one. But another terrific match between those two. And then we had the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament semifinal. Of course, the Owen Hart Foundation having uh, agreed to, with AEW to put on this event. So there's a men's tournament and a women's tournament of which the championships will both be decided at Double or Nothing on Sunday. Tony Storm, who recently just came in from WWE, taking on the former AEW Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And Britt Baker manages to come out on top. Uh, Pretty wild one. Uh, Kind of... Crowds was pretty even on this. Uh, So we'll see how all this turns out, but Uh, Britt Baker will be uh, wrestling for that title, and we'll mention a little bit later on. Well, I guess we can just say it. It's going to be Ruby Soho. But Ruby Soho uh, got a little bit of a controversy uh, with uh, that match with Chris Statlander. Nothing she really did, but the crowd was speaking loudly. and We'll probably talk about that more on the second hour of the show coming up at 10 o'clock tonight. The second half of the final of the Owen Hart men's Tournament semifinal was decided as well. Adam Cole is already in that final. And he will face off now with Samoa Joe, who knocked off Kyle O'Reilly. Another pretty solid match. Uh, Would have liked to maybe seen a little bit more out of him, but uh, still a terrific, terrific bout between the two. But Samoa Joe and Adam Cole are going to be facing off in that own hard tournament final. So looking forward to seeing that well as well. And that was the main event of AEW Dynamite. So a pretty good episode. I think kind of setting everything up fairly well for Sunday's pay-per-view. And once again, don't forget, if you want to check that out, uh, you can either come down to the T-Mobile Arena on Sunday. I believe you can still get some resale tickets. Or just watch it on pay-per-view in the comfort of your own home. So Make sure you check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so let's, uh, well, we got a, about uh, about seven or eight minutes left. Uh, why don't we hit some other news uh, that uh, was going down here in the world of professional wrestling. And speaking of CM Punk, uh, because of the fan reaction, uh, it certainly, uh, with that promo with Adam Page, it certainly brought a little bit of light to how do people really feel about CM Punk with Adam Page seemingly throwing him under the bus and saying that people aren't really happy with him and you know he's been disappointing and so on but there are some stories flying around saying that there may be a possibility that Punk hasn't been the you know the most uh, easy guy to deal with and so on in the back uh, there are a lot of stories that have certainly gone against that. So, you know, there's there's some rumors hanging around. Of course, uh, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer were discussing that earlier this week. But there's also been some teases as well um, with MJF had been talking about the real uh, CM Punk during their feud when that was going on. So maybe we're setting up for a CM Punk heel turn here at Double or Nothing. Um, I You know, I think a lot of people are really looking forward to seeing CM Punk win this title. But the question is, if he does it, how will it happen? We'll see. But uh, so some interesting news about CM Punk there as well. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at, oh, and uh, we, there there's a very interesting story about Mark Henry that broke this week. Of course, we're going to hear from Mark Henry Tomorrow, tomorrow at 8 a.m. here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 a.m. on the Mark Hoke Show. And I'm Mark Hoke, by the way. Thanks for being with us. Of course, Mark Henry had made a comment about the whole Sasha Banks-Naomi situation Said said when Jimmy Uso went down to wrestle his match after they had gotten sent home that he should have told the commentator, Corey Graves, you know, a little piece of his mind because he didn't like the announcement that got made Booker T fires back. Uh, You know, Booker T, of course, we had him on the show a while back when he had his reality of wrestling promotion here in Las Vegas. And the comments that he made during his Hall of Fame podcast was surprisingly not flattering to Mark Henry. Of course, Booker T does a lot of the pre-shows for WWE as well. But he happened to mention... That uh, I said I'm one hundred percent sure Mark Henry knows that what comes out of Corey Graves' mouth is something that he was told to say. Actually, say normally nine times out of ten, especially when it's something to that magnitude. Um, I wouldn't imagine that's Graves' personal position. So, you know, obviously, and that situation is still ongoing. Uh, we, of course, uh, some news just broke that apparently Sasha and uh, Naomi are not only were they suspended, they're suspended without pay. So, <laughs> wow, uh, not good for them. But yeah, and and I have to say that on this situation, I I as much as I hate to say it, uh, to with Mark Henry, I wouldn't have said anything either. Obviously, this is you know it's a tricky situation, but you know getting on Corey Graves' case about it, you know clearly that the statements that have been read were pretty much straight out of Vince McMahon and the team. So can't hold it against Corey. But this is still going to be a a tricky spot. And we'll, of course, keep covering the Sasha Naomi situation on the Mark Hoke Show as that continues to progress. One thing now that happened in Vegas, by the way, and this is a pretty huge development, WWE's Money in the Bank was scheduled to come off at the at Allegiant Stadium. But unfortunately, wow, if you didn't hear it, they have pulled out of Allegiant Stadium for the July 2nd uh, WWE Money in the Bank excuse me, Premium Live event. So they're going to be headed over to the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena for that one. But apparently ticket sales, not good, or at least not good enough for Vince. So they decided to move this to a new venue. And once again, like I said, it'll be over at the MGM. But this was a, a, you know, a lot of people were really surprised when WD, you know, WWE announced that this show was going to be at Allegiant Stadium. It's not one of their big pay-per-views. WWE apparently has had the ambition that they want to put their premium live events into stadiums from here on out. But this one didn't work out. And and honestly, I I really think that they... Number one, need to give it more time. I mean, this is a way, a long way out to really be pushing this. But I, on the other side, and you know, not to say anything too critical about WWE, but for example, you know, we were trying to reach WWE to hype it as soon as that came out, and hadn't heard a peep. And you know, if you're trying to sell tickets, especially you know in the fifty 000 to sixty thousand range, you know, I you really need to get every outlet you can to help you out. So. a uh, A pretty shocking development. And the MGM Grand Garden Arena only holds 17,000 people. So we will see how that's all going to work out for WWE. As they are out of Allegiant Stadium, uh, everyone apparently got refunded and they're going to have first shot to get the tickets at the new venue. But that is, uh, I don't know if you can call it a colossal failure, but certainly not with WWE was hoping for, to say the least. So we'll see how things go with the ticket sales at the MGM Grand as uh, we'll be hosting Money in the Bank here in Las Vegas that weekend. And I know it's going to be another huge wrestling weekend here in Las Vegas. And to kind of wrap things up here a little bit, we have a WWE-AEW merger? That's right. Two representatives, one from each company, have gotten together. And that is Andrade Alidolo and Charlotte, who got married over the weekend. The the wedding pictures are all over the place. And uh, we want to send our congratulations out to those two, who looks like they had an amazing ceremony. So congratulations to Andrade Alidolo and Charlotte Flair, who have now tied the knot in wrestling bliss. So congratulations to them. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap up here on our first hour of the night. Of course, once again, reminder, second hour, we are going to be having Platinum Max Casker on the show. That'll be coming up at 10 p.m. So we'll look forward to having Platinum Max Casker as our guest on the show. That's going to be a great time. And of course, don't forget, if you want to follow us on social media, we'd certainly appreciate it. At Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show markhoakeshow.com for the website. We're also on YouTube, the Mark Show. And if you want to check out all of our past broadcasts with the full team in in play, we would certainly love to have you do that too. Join us at markhoakeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. We have been heard around the world. Five different continents. It is pretty exciting and we thank all of you for downloading this podcast. We will see you guys Well, at 10 o'clock, stick around. We'll be right back.